0: Hello, it's me, Chi-Chi, your self-love empowerment coach. Let me ask, does this sound like you? You're held back in life by your limiting beliefs. You struggle to prioritize self-care and feel burnt out. You feel disconnected and unhappy with your body and feel unsafe to express yourself. If that sounds like you, you're not alone because I've been there myself. And you know what? Change is possible because I've gone through it and I can be your guide through your transformation. If you're ready to make positive change toward loving yourself and amplify the magnitude of your confidence, book a discovery call with me by visiting the Sistriarchy Instagram page and clicking the link in bio. There is no time but now. The world is waiting for you to show up in your fullness and step into your power. Do it girl. Hello and welcome to the Sistriarchy Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Christy Yip. You can also call me Chi Chi. In today's episode, we will be talking about a little bit of my story. Uh, If I were a superhero, this would pretty much be my origin story. So I hope you enjoy it and thank you so much for being here. Hello and welcome to our very first episode. I'm really excited. And in this episode, I will be sharing my story about my struggles with my body image and my relationship with food throughout my life. Um, A little bit of a disclaimer, I understand that the topic of body image and food can be very sensitive to some people. So if you're struggling with disordered eating or have struggled with it in the past, feel free to skip this episode and do what you need to do to take care of your well-being. So, in each episode, there is going to be a segment that I call the Preachy Chi Chi moment. So, that's where I'll be talking about like current, current ish events and issues that are related to this podcast in some way and kind of tying it in with the themes of the show. Um, and so at the, re- at the time of recording this episode, it is International Women's Day and Women's History Month in the U.S. And I just feel like it's very fitting that I'm recording the first of my podcast episodes during Women's History Month to honor and highlight the contributions of women in our society. And a lot of our contributions go unnoticed and unrecognized, including a lot of invisible and unpaid labor that women do. And I think that it's time that we shine light on the women who have paved the way and are paving the way in their own ways and to be inspired by their accomplishments and their resilience. Uh, I also want to mention that right now our world is being rocked by the Russian invasion in Ukraine. I know that it is a tense and uncertain time and by the time this episode is released, who knows where we'll be. So um, I just wanted to present that. And I'm not the most knowledgeable about every single conflict that is happening in the world. And I do do my best to stay as informed as possible while maintaining my mental health. And I want to just declare here that I stand against all all wars and all forms of imperialism, and that my heart goes out to all victims of war, including the people who are sent to combat to risk their lives and fight battles for their power-hungry leaders. Um, And it's just really easy to feel very helpless in these times, and let's just remember that We can each play our part to support those who need it most. So I urge you to find ways that you can help, like donating to a local organization, the ones that are on the ground, that are supporting people on the front lines, calling your senator, calling the White House, sharing resources on social media, just finding ways that you can take action that are meaningful to you. And we must stand together against injustice and tyranny everywhere, because none of us are free until all of us are free. So I want to share my story as my first episode, the part of my story that has really shaped who I am today and has inspired the work that I do. And the reason why I share this story is because I know that so many people can relate to it. And I feel as though people are just starting to talk about it more. And I hope that by me sharing my story, someone will feel seen and understood and know that they're not alone in their struggle and that they know that it's possible to transform and that it's possible to live your life free from the pressures of society and to love yourself as you are. So, growing up as a kid, I was I was a chubby kid. I was a fat kid. <laughs> I am first generation Chinese American. So, I would eat a mix of Chinese food that my mom would cook at home, along with the standard American diet, um, a.k.a. sad. <laughs> and when I mean when I when I talk about the standard American diet, I mean like fast food and like processed foods that you find on the shelves of the grocery store like I would eat all the different snacks and sugary cereals and the drinks that were marketed towards children um, I'm sure you remember seeing uh, commercials for like Fruity Pebbles and uh, tricks, you know with the cartoon rabbit um, and those like sugar drinks that came in those plastic tubes that were like dyed blue and red and purple, like all of those things that were targeted towards children. And, you know, I also talking like fast food, like super, super value meals um, from McDonald's. Like I was, I was able to eat an entire double pounder or um, quarter pounder. Yeah. Double quarter pounder extra value meal. like I could supersize that. I could drink all of that soda and that entire thing of fries. And I was a child. like I don't even remember how old I was. I was little. Anyway, and I loved food and I still love food. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't? And I I think that awareness around nutrition was a little different in the nineties. There was very little accurate information out there, um, which I will definitely talk about in another episode. And the more that I ate, the more I grew. And my first memory of realizing that something was different about me was in ballet class. All of the girls were very skinny. You know, we were all kids. You know, they were super tiny, super tiny girls. And in ballet, you spend a lot of time looking in the mirror. (laughs) And I noticed that I looked nothing like them. And because of that, I thought something was wrong with me. I wondered why my body didn't look like theirs. Like I didn't have stick-thin legs and bony arms and shoulders like the girls in my class. I was rotund. I was thick in areas that others were not. I had thighs, you know, my thighs touched when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't have thigh gap. Um, and in Chinese culture, when you see your relatives, that, especially ones that you haven't seen in a long time, It's very common that they will comment on the size of your body. Um, And they'll say something regardless of how big or small you are. They'll either say like, oh, you're so skinny. How'd you lose so much weight? Or, oh, you've gotten bigger. Like, you've gained weight. And it's not meant to be malicious. Um, however, it can certainly come off that way, especially if you're not used to hearing that. And you can imagine what that can do to a young girl's self-esteem, especially when she's already aware that she is bigger than your average child. And especially growing, especially, especially for a young girl growing up in a society where skinny and thin was the standard of beauty. And as a young girl, I would buy all the teen magazines like 17, YM, Cosmo Girl, and then I eventually graduated to Cosmo, Cosmopolitan. <laughs> and I would just like stare. I would spend time staring at the pictures of all the beautiful girls and the models and the celebrities, wondering why I didn't look anything like them. I never saw anyone in the media that had features like me. And if I did, um, they're all like waifish. <laughs> and I would compare myself to the photos that I saw. And I'd wonder like, why aren't, why aren't my teeth perfect like theirs? Like, why weren't my brows full like theirs? Why wasn't my nose like pointy? And why weren't my eyes like big and round like theirs? And because I didn't look like them, I didn't believe that I was beautiful. And I didn't believe that I was worthy or that I was enough. And I had really low self esteem, and I was just extremely unhappy with the way that I looked. Being a teenager is tough enough as it is. And on top of that, I was also a fat teen. And I just wished so badly that I looked like them. I wanted to be skinny, I wanted to be blonde, I wanted to have big blue eyes. And I remember there was a moment where I, I remember wishing that I would be reincarnated as a white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes, because I believe that if I had those features that I could be happy. And throughout my life, I've spent so much time in front of the mirror, just picking myself apart, obsessing over the features that I wanted to change about myself. Like thinking to myself, like, oh, if I lose fat in this area, in that area, I'll be happy with my body. And if my thighs were skinnier, like if I had a thigh gap, I'd be happier. If my nose was pointier, if my eyes were bigger, I'd be happier. So, all these different things that I would look at and want to change about myself. And I became fixated on losing weight because I believed it would lead to my happiness. Because of my obsession with, Losing weight and being skinny, I've been on so many different diets and cleanses. I was 16 years old when I bought my first diet pills um, that I saw on an, a late night infomercial from one of these diet companies that still exist today, somehow, unfortunately, <laughs> still peddling their bullshit. Um, and, you know, in the infomercial, they had like images of like buff men, buff women living their lives playing sports looking real good and you know basically the infomercial promise that if I take these pills I could have the body of my dreams and if I take those pills I could look like those buff men and women well I'd look more like the buff women or I don't know maybe I'd end up looking like a buff man who knows (laughs) and of course of course like the diet pills didn't work like I don't even know what was in them And I've also been on like different cleanses and like, let's be real. Like when I was going on a cleanse, it wasn't to cleanse my body. It was so I could lose weight. And what did I need to cleanse my body from? Um, because our body has its own way of detoxification through the liver and kidneys. I studied holistic nutrition and never once did we talk about the need to like go on a cleanse or detoxify our bodies. Really, if you want to focus on detoxifying your body, you need to focus on supporting your body's natural detoxification system. Um, And my belief is that cleanses are just thinly veiled, hardcore diets and socially acceptable eating disorders. Um, That's my hot take. Um, Because I would basically, you know, there was one quote-unquote cleanse that I went on where I this is probably the most absurd one that I've done and like for what um I could only eat (laughs) okay I I wasn't even eating I was drinking like two smoothies a day or maybe it was three I don't know it was like with this powder tasted like crap and I could only drink three of these powder smoothies a day and And I could also eat like five almonds, but I would end up eating like 10 handfuls of almonds because I would just be so hungry. Um, And it was just really unsustainable. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Are you searching for support in your life, career, relationships and more? Are you craving the connection from a sisterhood? If so, there's a place for you. The Sistriarchy Circle is a membership group where you can get access to exclusive content, expert guest interviews, and live masterclasses. At the same time, connect with a community of like-minded, badass women. And you'll also get access to me, Chi-Chi. How good does that sound? To learn more, visit the Sistriarchy Instagram page and click the link in bio to join the Sistriarchy today. We are open to all femme-identifying people. Come join us. We're waiting for you on the other side. Yes, I did lose the weight, but guess what? I gained it back because I started eating food after I was done. And, you know, when you eat food, you're like, like a normal person. You'll After not eating, you'll gain that weight. Anyway, that's for another time. So I've lost track of the number of times I've been on a diet or the times when I've told myself that I'm going to eat better to lose weight. And I never reached my goal weight, like ever. You know, I I thought my goal weight was like 115 pounds. Like that is not, I think that's physically impossible for me, uh, for my body, my body composition. And no matter, like I never reached that goal weight because like that's just, I would literally have to starve myself and maybe cut off a limb to get to that weight. And no matter how hard I tried and like every time I tried it, it didn't work. And every time it didn't work, I felt like a failure. And over the span of my lifetime, my weight has fluctuated. So, you know, all this dieting and not dieting has caused my weight to go up and down. So I've been thinner than I am today. And I've also been bigger than I am today. And no matter what size that I've been at, I was always unhappy with my body. It's taken so much of my time and my energy throughout my life. The amount of time that I spent obsessing about my weight and what I was eating, I could have used that time to be like studying or working or like, you know, focusing on my personal growth. Instead, I was just so focused on... What I looked like in my body and how unhappy I was. And it's also taken me out of the present moment so many times that I couldn't enjoy what was right in front of me. Like there have been times where I'm at a music festival where I'm supposed to be having the time of my life, like wearing fun outfits, you know, listening to great music. But then, you know, I'll be in my head, just like constantly thinking about how I look, how I'm not thin and how, you know, I could be thinner and comparing myself to how I look to other women. And I just spiral. And I remember when I would see a photo of myself, I would be disgusted by how I looked. I would nitpick every flaw that I saw in all my photos. Like staring at it, obsessing over every imperfection, thinking, oh, my belly looks big here or, oh, my arms look huge here. Oh, my God, I have like five chins in this one. When I reached the age of 30, I hit my emotional, my mental and physical rock bottom. I was so unhappy with everything in my life. And... It was, you know, it was the end of my Saturn return, and it took something like cataclysmic to happen to me in order to really look and realize that I wanted to change something. And that's when I decided that I needed to make a change. It had to take something awful happening to me to want to make a change. And that is something I'll probably wait to share in another episode. But. You know, I, I chose to get some professional help, and in that process, I got sober. And throughout that process, it I realized that so much of my unhappiness was tied to my body and my hatred of it. So I decided to change that. I decided to be intentional with my life. I decided to be dedicated to myself and my health and learn about how to take care of my body rather than fighting against it. And I went on a healing journey and there were so many different parts of myself that I needed to heal to get to where I am today. And it took me a long time to learn that my happiness was not tied to anything external. When I realized that my happiness came from within that changed everything for me. And my healing journey has not been linear. Like I still have my bad days. However, they're not as extreme. They don't last as long. I don't spiral like I used to. I'm pretty good at talking myself back out of it. And right now I would say I'm in the best place of my life. And it took me a lot of time to get here. So now when I look at older photos of myself... I think, like, wow, like, I can't believe that I thought that I was fat and ugly then. Like, I look at photos of myself, I'm like, I looked great. Like, what was I thinking? And my heart just hurts so much for the girl that was in that photo. The girl that was in just so much pain and self-hatred. Like, she couldn't even smile in photos. And if only she just knew how beautiful and truly amazing she was. And that... There's so much more to her than what she looks like. So last month I joined a gym and I also hired a personal trainer because like honestly I'm a little intimidated by the big new fancy gym and I just needed some like structure and accountability to get me going into a routine. Um, And in our first session I did one of those body composition machines because I was really curious. I'm like I'd love to know like (laughs) how much percent... Body fat I have, and like what my muscle mass is, whatever. And I haven't weighed myself in a long time. Like I really, I don't really weigh myself when I go to the doctor. I don't even look. I I don't think it's an important measure um, to indicate where I am with my health. I got on the machine, and I was really surprised to see the number on the scale. My surprise wasn't so much at the number that I saw. Like I was, I was surprised at the number, but. I was mainly surprised that my reaction to seeing that number was completely neutral. And never in my life would I have thought that I'd be at a point where I could see the number on the scale. And the number that I saw is definitely higher than the last number I remember seeing whenever that was, but that doesn't even matter. Like I never thought I'd be able to see a number on the scale and feel zero emotions towards it. The old me would have been crying on the inside and probably on the outside too. Like I would have been crying. I would have been devastated. I would have been, I would have said so many horrible things to myself. I would have just been spent the rest of the day staring at myself in the mirror, analyzing everything that I wanted to change about myself. And the old me would have started obsessing over what food I was going to be eating and like vowing to eat healthy and work out and all these types of things. I would just be spiraling. And now I'm at this point where it's just information and it's neutral. And it's taken me a lot of time and learning and unlearning to get here. So why is it important that I share this story? So it's important because it's affected so much of my life. Like it's when I look back at my life and think about like the times that I spent obsessing over my body, it's it's what really stands out in my life. And I find that so many women have struggled with the same problem, like believing that they have to look a certain way to be loved and accepted, believing that they need to change something about themselves in order to be happy, believing that they're not enough or that they're unworthy. And it's not just women, you know, it's it's young girls who are experiencing this right now because I was that young girl before. And I can't take back all the time that I spent judging myself and my body and wishing that I could change, but I can heal myself and I can dedicate myself to help others do the same to end this cycle of self-hatred. I have a young niece, she's about three and a half years old and she is just absolutely perfect the way she is. She's just the sweetest girl in the world. And I never ever want her to go through this life, doubting herself, judging herself, hating herself. I never want her to feel that way about herself. And that's why I'm so dedicated to this. And we just spend so much time concerned with our looks that the time that we spend obsessing over that can be focused on other things, like our careers, our personal development, our families, serving our communities, being in the present moment and living our lives. And I'm in no way like shaming people who care about their looks like hi i put on makeup today and you know i wanted to get pretty for the camera even though no one's gonna see this or who knows barely anyone's gonna see this (laughs) and i just want you to recognize how beautiful and amazing you already are and that you are more than just your looks you are your intelligence you are your compassion you are your kindness you are your resilience You are your power. You are whole and complete. You are worthy. And you are enough just as you are. And I want you to recognize this now. We can take back our power and choose to love ourselves radically. And we can choose to reclaim ourselves and our bodies, reclaim the time that we spent criticizing and judging ourselves, and put it towards bettering ourselves, bettering our community, and bettering the world around us. And I know that it takes time to unlearn the programming that we've lived with for our whole lives. However, it's possible. And it starts with a choice. And the choice is to change our way of thinking and to choose to love ourselves. Life is just so short and it's so precious. And this pandemic has taught us a lot and it's forced us to re-examine our priorities. And we cannot take the time that we have here on this earth for granted. So let us make the most of it and let us heal ourselves so we can live fully. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please screenshot it, post it to your stories, and tag us at the thesistriarchy on Instagram. If you have a moment to spare, I would be ever so grateful if you left a review on Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. These reviews help the podcast rankings, which in turn helps it become more visible, reach more people, and grows the podcast. And if you've yet to do so already, please go ahead and subscribe. I appreciate your support and I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Thank you for listening.